We're talking travel today on 2NURFM and what better subject to think about as we talk travel than a bit of food, Barry Warwick. That's right, Jane. I came across an oyster festival in uh, Ireland and I thought, you know, that's something a little bit different and I, I would never associate an oyster festival with Ireland. But well, September... plenty of sea around there. I suppose they've well, got to have some kind of shellfish and if they're oysters, why not go to Ireland for one, eh? Well, that's it. And I wonder how they compare with the Sydney Rock Oyster. But anyway, I'll, I'll just have to go there one day and see. But September is the month of the oyster and... Um, the current record, well, in Northern Ireland, uh, in Hillsborough, they have an oyster festival where they have the World Oyster Eating Championships. And the current record is 223 oysters in three minutes. Would that be a bit of a waste? <laughs> well, I'm not it? sure that you'd actually taste them on the way down. But, you know, I guess travelling... Um, one of the experiences or one of the reasons that you always travel is to experience other cultures' food and, um, you know, Vietnam, for example, has magnificent food and China and Thailand and um, French, you know, are renowned for their cooking. So food is an important thing. But then it made me think about doing some of the or checking out what some of the more offbeat uh, food festivals are. So oysters sounds reasonably mm, okay. Yeah, of. oysters are, are good and, Straight you line. know, yes. uh, a little bit different. But, you know, in... Uh, what else Ma have you found? <laughs> well, in Marlington, West Virginia, uh, they have a roadkill cook-off. <laughs> roadkill, okay. Now, I wonder what uh, we're looking at there. Well, it's not that you actually eat roadkill as such, but... What they do is serve up animals that are often killed on the road. So that's um, a relief. You you have uh, tacos filled with armadillo and porcupine stew and marinated bear. And I guess if the same festival was held here, we could have um, kangaroo uh, as, as a raid kill. But not wombat, I hope. Uh, but not wombat. <laughs> no. So that happens in the United States. That happens in the United States. And um, I think it's just really to bring to people's attention that, you know, there is such a wastage of animals uh, killed by our car. But then some of the other ones, are, again, talking about wastage is there's the La Tomatina Festival in Spain and um, it's in Brunel uh, and it gets about 45,000 people to it. Uh, and they toss 113,000 kilos of tomatoes. So, oh, that is a waste. To, to, to me, that, that, that's the ultimate waste. If you're over 25, you probably wouldn't want to be there, but, uh, and you'd not be telling your kids that it's on, but it's just something that's a little bit different. What else have we got? Well, um, this one's probably not for, for everyone, and it's only those with ironclad stomachs, but... Um, in Raleigh in North Carolina, they have a, a bug fest. Right. What um, kind of bugs do we get? And that's in, this takes place in September. And some of the um, past uh, featured dishes include uh, superworm enchiladas and cinnamon sugar crickets. Now, can you imagine anything nicer than a cinnamon sugar cricket? Do I have to comment? <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, apparently it does pretty uh, pretty well, and um, 
there, there is talk that we should eat more insects as part of our, our diet to uh, help the world's food supplies. So, so we should this is your there. chance. <laughs> yes. Yes. And another one? Uh, um, another one that, that I thought was a little bit unusual is the testicle festival in Clinton, Montana. Um, and this um, just... Um, Reports of last year's festival found that uh, participants consumed on average uh, 50 kilos of uh, bull and venison testicles. So um, It sounds as though everyone last year had a bull. They they did, (laughs) exactly. And um, they were served deep-fried, beer-battered and marinated. Now, in Italy, going back to Europe again, uh, you've got the um, An Orange Festival, and um, it's um, it's a little bit like the tomato festival, so you can come out a little bit uh, bruised. Some people have even been hospitalised in that one. So another one that you might wish to avoid. If you're a certain age. <laughs> if you're a certain age, that's, that's right. Um, and again, in the United States, we've got a cheese curd festival uh, in Wisconsin, uh, and that was started to help promote the local dairy uh, tradition in the town of Ellsworth, Wisconsin, and um, it takes place in June. So uh, again, you have the complete with an eating contest. So that seems to be the big thing in the United States. Eat, eat, eat. Mm. Yeah. And of course, Waikiki's not left out. Uh, it has the Waikiki Spam Jam. And it's basically different ways to prepare the favourite of tin meat, uh, the good old Spam. And apparently it's really, uh, really very uh, popular over there. And it's actually prepared by some of Honolulu's best restaurants. So you can actually eat upmarket with that one. Upmarket spam. What about yeah. in Australia? Have we got anything here? Um, Australia, festival? yeah. We've got a, in Chinchilla, we've got a melon festival. So, um, it's, um, apparently the so-called melon capital of Australia. And, um, they host this, uh, Melon Field Festival, uh, which is held once every two years in February for that one. So. Food festivals, a great way, a great reason to travel. A great reason to travel. Uh, some that you may wish to avoid. Of course, there's, there's also a, a Gilroy Garlic Festival in the USA as well. And that one would be a little bit on the nose, I'd say. On to a new RFM. We're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King Barry Warwick. Joining me, Jan Klein. And Barry, we're thinking about going north, very far north. We're up into the top half of the, or top part, almost the top third of the continent of Europe and Scandinavia. And right up yeah. the top, there's a very special thing that awaits us. That's, Correct, Jane. Look, NASA is predicting um, that this coming European winter, the northern lights will be at their very, very best that they've been for quite a while. And uh, it got me thinking, what would be nicer than to stay in, for example, a warm, heated glass dome igloo for the the time that you're um, there? And it would be an absolutely... A magnificent experience just to experience the northern lights you know you're, you're in a nice warm environment still sl- sleeping under the stars and look it would be great at any time of the the um, year but to experience the lights in a glass dome and look when you're in Norway there's lots of other things it's really uh, a beautiful country and 
doing a cruise around the fjords would be magnificent. So if you combine both of them, and I know the days are still reasonably short in, um, say, February, but it would be a really great time to experience um, nature at its best. Would you have a pretty good chance of seeing the Northern Lights? Look, I think that you would in in February, um, and I guess it's like anything you could... um, you could get there and there could be other things that uh, prevent you, but uh, I think it would be worth the gamble just They're to get They're very spectacular, that. aren't they? Like big curtains flowing across. I've seen films. I haven't seen the actual... Look, I haven't Northern experienced Lights. the actual lights themselves, but they are. They're like uh, yeah, magnificent curtains of light that uh, are reflecting around. and Mostly green, but also some other colours as well. Yeah, I think um, usually, well, the green is the one that I, I guess you associate with it, but they, they are uh, varied in colour. So uh, it's just that with the white, you know, the snow countryside across the white as well. I think the contrast and the dark sky, it would be just a really worth taking the plunge and and certainly very different from our own experiences here and much easier to see the northern lights than it would be to go down to the uh, to the antarctic and see the southern lights yeah Yeah. and you certainly wouldn't be as comfortable um (laughs) true nice to have a bit of heating there (laughs) look the the arctic is a, a playground of animals as well so uh there's cruises that you can actually do, and this is in, in the summer when the thaw happens, but you can see all this wildlife that I guess you don't, well, I don't usually associate with a, a, such a cold, barren place. You know, you've got your polar bears, you've got your grizzly bears, and um, particularly in North America. And uh, Canada is a, a great spot for actually checking out bears and their their eating habits and um, there are safaris that you can actually do which uh, especially check out um, bears eating clams and wildlife uh, orcas seals dolphins whales and I guess wildlife is just one of those spectacular travel experiences that we all like to see. And grizzlies are one of the really scary type animals in the world too, so it's nice to be able to do it in safety. Um, Yes, I I think I'd want a guide with me rather than uh, be wandering through the the countryside and come across uh, bears. But that does happen in um, particularly North America. And I know at Yosemite, which is uh, in California, the, the bears there or actually break into cars to get the food and um, I don't think I'd be fighting off a bear that was trying to break into my car. So mm, Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so wildlife in Canada is another of the great delights of the Northern Hemisphere. And it is and look there, there's still some um, migrations uh, of animals in that Northern Hemisphere of caribou etc. Reindeer in Lapland, and I know that I'm jumping about, but just in that Arctic area, it's probably worthwhile looking at doing something in the, the, the summer months. And they find logs that have actually drifted across the Arctic Ocean with the melt uh, that are, end up being about 300 miles from where they were originally started off. They can date them. So uh, there's other interesting sciences that you can check out. So if you're, you're into nature... Think about the Arctic and 
whether yeah. it be in the European Arctic, the Scandinavian, the or the North American, it's well worth uh, having a look at. Yes. And talking travel. So thank you, Barry Warwick. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.